Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, folks. May the Lord bless you and keep you this this day. Well, it's just so fun to live. I, you know what I thought last night in bed? I wish I could go to sleep and just wake up and start a new day. I like rest, but I like getting going with the day. In fact, I hate the evenings that drag on and on. And then if you can't get to sleep, you're thinking, I wish I could just get up and start the new day. Some of you think, well, you're kind of crazy. You know, you should be able to relax. And well, I, I like to relax, but man, I, I'm, I like life. I like being with people. I like stopping at places and visiting with people. I love going to my credit union and talking to the, the people there and sharing with them. I love going to the store, going to my several stores I know people at, and a couple of my coffee shops, and just having a great dialogue with people. I just like being in the world. I want to be a difference in the world. I pray God would help me do that, but I just enjoy life so much. Well, I want to talk about another step in our growth level, and it's about desiring intimacy. You know, we desire intimacy with our wife or husband. You you want to have intimacy with them. You want to know them at a deep level. You don't want to live with somebody that's a surface uh, level, and that should be the way it is with Jesus. We don't want to live in a surface level relationship with Jesus. So let me read to you Luke chapter 7, verse 36 through 50. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in the town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisees who had invited him saw this, He said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a certain moneylender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he forgave the debts of both. Now, which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet. But she wet my feet with her own tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. Now, I flip, flip my page here. And the other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Yes, her faith saved her. She believed she was doing these things because she believed Jesus was the Son of God. Simon, one of the Pharisees, invited Jesus to his house for a dinner with some other guests. A Pharisee was a leader from a Jewish sect who lived in the law and tradition and had no room to deviate. So here, another opportunity for Jesus to love people and listen to people. Then they were interrupted, of course, by this woman who was known to, to be a sinner, Isn't that interesting? Since we're all sinners, 
saved by God's grace. But I'm sure Simon and the others were upset because this woman crashed their dinner. She obviously wanted help because the scripture said she knew Jesus was there. And she popped in very distraught and crying. There's people distraught and crying that are out there. People that sometimes call the church, they're distraught and crying. And we try to set some appointments with them. You know, Jesus wanted to touch lives. He wanted to touch those that were hurting. She obviously had a heavy heart. She knew what she must do. She noticed Jesus' feet had not been washed, which was a custom of the day. And so she bent over with her tears and washed his feet and wiped them away with her hair and then poured this costly perfume that she bought with her, and she bought and brought with her. Simon angered at the whole situation and was even questioning Jesus prophet status as he said if jesus was a prophet he would have known she was a sinner that's the thing yet these people listen to jesus they follow jesus but when it comes down to grassroots they they question him see that's what happens in our lives we've got people they know better they know jesus is the son of god jesus was born from the virgin mary and came and and died for our sins what jesus used this as a teaching moment and used a story as an example to get across her respect versus the lack of respect for others. She did everything that the Pharisee did not do. Well, it was a custom of the day to wash the feet of the guests as they came in. But the Pharisees sure didn't wash Jesus' feet. The woman was hurting. She was in tears. Her life was not good. But she believed in Jesus. She was doing what many of us need to do. That is moving beyond the surface. Listen to that statement again. Moving beyond the spiritual surface. Growing deep in our walk with God. Truly believing in Him. You know, really in essence, it's about moving beyond the surface level and believing that Jesus is who He says He is and following Him and allow our lives to be directed by Him. See, God knows you intimately. He knows everything about you. The Hebrew word for the Old Testament word know is yada. You know like yada, yada. Yada means to be known completely. In fact, the word is used in the Old Testament dealing with a man and woman's physical union together. It was meant to mean intimate. God wants us to be so close to him that we can share our joys and we can share our sorrows, and we can be completely open and honest with each other. Sometimes in marriage, partners play games with each other. Sometimes one tries to manipulate the other by things they say. That is why most pastors and counselors tell those that are in premarital counseling the importance of communicating well with each other. And yes, we all know it isn't necessarily easy, and probably we all struggle with it from time to time. God wants us to have an intimate connection. When a baby is born, it cries a lot. Yes, you guys know, some of you listening might have young children. It has no other way to communicate, no other way to say what it wants or needs. It can't say, hey, dad, bring me some of the yummy sweet potato mush. Or, yeah, my daughter, that's what she ate when she was a baby, sweet potato, called sweet potato mush. As dads, we try to figure out what the baby is crying about. We would guess and then just kind of go down the elimination trail Pick the baby up and hold it. Change the crazy diaper. Ugh, never was fun. Uh, turn TV channel from Sports Center to Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. But my wife, she just knew. 
she would listen to the cry and say, oh, she's tired. Sure enough, the baby needed a nap or she or she's hungry. They give her a bottle of milk and she'll be fine. She'd hear another cry and say, oh, she needs her diaper changed. And bless her heart, she wants her daddy to change it. Oh, boy. Through, through it all, mother and baby have an intimate bond. Sometimes just the presence of a mom can calm them down. There is nothing like a mother's magic touch. You see, that is what our God wants from us. A relationship that is based on faith and trust. That we know we are in his arms. And that he will never fail us. And he knows what we're going through. And he knows the answer. But he wants us to turn to him and trust him. There was an old hymn growing up. We used to sing as trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus. Just trust and obey. And that's exactly what he wants from you and I. To trust and obey. If we will do that, we can see the power of God in our lives in a great way. Many of us have a hard time with intimacy. We can do pretty good by ignoring it because we know it makes us vulnerable. That's why one of the most common responses to intimacy is fear. We fear letting someone get close to us for fear of getting hurt or hurting them. Many times we avoid intimacy with God because we know we don't measure up to his standards and we are afraid of failure. Folks, I'm here to tell you, nobody's perfect. No, not one. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. It's tough to keep going every day in a life to live a sin-free life, but we can do it. God gives us strength because when we see we fall, we stand back up again. We don't let it, the enemy beat us down. See, God created you. He knows all about you. He knows what your life is all the time. You can never hide it from him. Sometimes I get the idea that people think, well, God didn't see that. Or God didn't hear that. God is probably saying, come on now. Turn the ship around. Let's get it sailing the right direction. Let's be real. Most people in their lives have had to have an awakening, a real splash of water in their face, something that got their attention. The woman who washed, the woman who washed Jesus' feet was a woman of the world who was living in decay of sin. And she broke down and wept before him because she knew she needed help. But, continue, but many people continue down the same path in doing what they know is wrong, and they develop even a harder heart. Folks, the enemy would love to dangle the apple in front of you, the apple of sin that is saying, do whatever you want, believe whatever you want, Feel whatever you want instead of love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your might. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Is the Lord directing your path today? Is he drawing you into a deeper spiritual intimacy or are you just kind of floating along with everybody else, just moving day by day, no big deal, nothing changes. Folks, it's time for change. It's time for us to see Jesus clearly. It's time to put him number one in our lives and not let the enemy get a hold of our time, our energies. He wants to change you and I into great people of God. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.